0: Today's coaching coordinator podcast is a segment taken from the Texas high school coaches association coaching school. When Sonny Dykes was the head coach at SMU in this segment, he talks about putting together an offense and goes through step-by-step the way that they look at it and how they consider different types of personnel. I think you'll find this one very useful as you sit down and evaluate your offense heading into 2023. Be sure to check out our show notes. For the link to the entire talk, Coach Dykes shares some of his concepts afterwards, and I think these are some great passing concepts, screen concepts that fit in any offense. And also, there's a link to a bundle on the 3-3-5 defense, which TCU is known for playing, in that there is a course from TCU defensive coordinator Joe Gillespie. So you're going to want to check that one out as well. We did have TCU Inside receivers coach Doug Meacham on the podcast before. I'll link that one in the show notes. And we have AFCA coming up here soon. We will be at the Catapult booth doing some podcasts from there. Be sure to stop by. DM me if you're going to be at AFCA. And maybe we could talk some ball there as well. So here's TCU head coach Sonny Dykes talking about putting together an offense.
1: What I'm going to talk to you a little bit about today is is how to put together an offense. Okay? Okay. And the reason I wanted to do this, it's, it's going to be a little bit general on some things, and then we'll get into a couple of specific plays at the end. But instead of coming in here and, and talking about the mesh route, which maybe 75% of you don't run, the thought was let's put together a plan that, uh, that you guys can take back to your schools and that you can implement and get you thinking a little bit about your personnel. Every one of us have a different job. You know, some guys have jobs where they have a lot of really fast players. Some guys have a job where they have a lot of really big players. And so that's really going to determine what kind of football program that you have, you know, what are going to be your tenants for winning, because you want to set that up from program to program that makes sense for your program and your players and allows you to get the very best out of the personnel that you have. So that's what this is going to be about today. And then, like I said, then we'll get into some more specific football plays at the, at the end. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what we try to do here and why we try to do it and how it works. All right, our offensive philosophy is, begins with the idea of we're going to evaluate our offensive line. I really firmly believe this. The five guys that you have that play up front for you, that is the most important organization in your team. Those five guys are the most important. All right, number one, because you know they're going to determine what kind of offense you run. Do you have five road grader guys? Or are you going to run the ball? Are you going to knock people off the ball? Do you have five finesse guys that can pass protect, can get out on screens, can pull, can do different things? Then you have to adjust your offense to fit that kind of personnel. But I think most importantly, what those five guys up front do, they set the culture of your football team and your football program. Those are always the the guys that are the grinders. Those are always the guys that really provide the leadership. They're the glue guys. They are the guys that are gonna allow you to become a tough football team if you're a tough guy. And and so it all begins with, with your offensive line. So you always have to be constantly evaluating those guys. A.J. Rickers, our offensive line coach, I think he's one of the best around. I'm really blessed to have a chance to work with him. And he's brought a toughness and a mentality to that group that I think is, uh, is really gonna pay off for us. Okay, are you guys big and strong? Let me just start with the big and strong. If, you're, if you guys are big and strong up front, this goes back to a little bit of the Mike Leach philosophy for us, okay? If you saw us play at Texas Tech in the early 2000s, you would see line splits, and sometimes we're from hash to hash. And what we did is we went out and recruited really, really big guys. If you watch Washington State play today, okay, if you're kind of an air raid, way of thinking, what they want to do is they want to spread guys out and they want to create one-on-ones. And the whole thought is, the wider the tackles get, the wider the defensive ends align, the further they are from the quarterback. Okay, and it makes perfect sense. So what you can do is you can get what we used to call a vertical set, where basically our linemen would backpedal. All right, we're not doing that as much anymore, but the guys would backpedal, and the whole idea was, look, we're going to have really big guys that that can block the bull rush that can hold up and we're going to create these huge splits for our quarterback to see there's throwing lanes there's all these different things we don't get balls knocked down all the things that 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 are bad when you throw the ball and so what this allowed us to do was to to spread people out now when you do that obviously it changes the way you run the ball okay you're going to have to be a zone team we used to run a little draw play there was a base play we folded and and, uh, and that was what we did. And that was basically our run game. When you look at, uh, again, the, the true air raid stuff, if you're a true air raid old way of thinking, typically going to be big splits, typically going to be a very simple run game, two or three plays max, okay? And so if you have big guys and you are and you have a great quarterback and you want to throw the ball, those wide splits can make a big difference. just creates a lot of opportunity for you. And what it does, too, is just gets you, uh, You know, allows you to really be simple up front in your in in your protections and especially in the run game. Okay, talk to you a little bit about vertical set. Can do that with the big with the bigger guys. All right, and so what you want to do then is you want to do you want to be a zone team and a base team. And so again, it starts with those guys. What do I how how do we want to use these linemen that we have? And that run game is more of a downhill run game. Okay, you're going to run the zone play, which you're going to you're not going to run a lot of stretch. You, You don't want penetration. You don't want to let the D lineman get up the field. You want to try to get a big body on a body and run downhill. So that's, that's, that's that way of thinking. Smaller, quicker O lineman. Okay, you got smaller splits. Allows you to have more double teams. Guys are more athletic. So what that means now, if you have more athletic linemen, then you can pull. You can do some of the pin and pull things. You can do some of your gap schemes. You can do some different things where you're pulling offensive linemen. You also set more firm. The reason you set more firm is so you don't give up penetration. and You have an ability to adjust to people's pass rush. You can pull guards, you can pull tackles, you can pull your center. Whatever it is, again, you can use the athleticism of those guys and be creative on how, how you want to approach things. And, again, this is, this is a great thing that it does. It allows more diverse run game, which means that you can increase your play-action package and allows a lot of the play-action and RPO things. Okay? And you can become a heavy RPO team. And, again, I think that's, the, that's where it starts. So everybody in this room is going to have, like I said earlier, different, different kinds of offensive linemen. And, if, and they're going to be historically – you may be at a high school that historically has bigger guys. You may be at a high school that historically has smaller guys. So as you sit down and you start putting your, your offensive philosophy together, start there. Okay, start there. And, again, it gives you a little bit more of a lateral run game as well, not as much downhill. Now, so you start with the linemen, then you go to skill players. You say, what do we have? What's what's the strength of our skill guys? Do we have speed? Do we have size? Uh, And then we start at the wide receiver position. That's the next thing that we do when we sit down and we start talking about putting together an offense. Start with the linemen, work to the wide receivers. All right, do we have smaller, uh, smaller, quicker guys, which we wanna try to create as many one-on-ones as we can, run option routes, do different things? Do we have bigger guys? They can ball people up and, you know, jump balls and, and play physical, or do we have quicker guys? Then the next thing we do is we look at the running backs. What's the, what's the skill of the running backs? Do we have a downhill guy? Do we have somebody who can make people miss? Then, again, we start tailor-making plays for those particular situations. And then, obviously, goes to the quarterback, all right? And I think everybody in the room knows in today's football how important the quarterback is. What's his strengths? And the next question that we ask ourselves, and this is a game changer, as you guys know, if your quarterback can run, now that gives you a whole nother way of going. gives you a whole nother step in the diversity of your offense if your quarterback can run. Okay, everybody in the room knows your quarterback is your great equalizer. Defense always has a numbers advantage, except when your quarterback is a runner. All right, Now, now you've got an opportunity to get a hat on a hat, and do some pretty creative things in the run game. Do you have a tight end or fullback that can play? I'll tell you a quick story. When I was at Kentucky, I got there, and it was pretty, uh, excuse me, when I went to Arizona to work for Mike Stoops, I left Texas Tech. We were a pure air raid team at Texas Tech. We had about 12 wide receivers on scholarship and no tight ends or fullbacks on scholarship. Well, when I get to Arizona, Mike Stoops had been there and had been recruiting for a while. I get the job, we have five scholarship wide receivers and seven scholarship tight ends and fullbacks and we're going to be an air raid team. And I was like, holy cow. All right, what are we going to do with these guys? So the first thing we did is we took two, two really good fullbacks and moved them to defensive end. One of them was Brooks Reed, went on and played in the NFL, still plays in the NFL today. And another one was another kid that, that ended up having a successful career, played a played, uh, play while in the NFL as well. So we moved those two guys to, to where they should have been playing, which was the D-line. We took a walk-on linebacker, that was never gonna play linebacker, that wasn't good enough to play. His name is Chris Gronkowski, and we moved him to fullback, and Chris was not really very good, but what he could do, he could catch the ball. He had exceptional hands, could run exceptional routes, had a great feel for playing that position. Well, we moved Chris to fullback. Chris went on, started in the NFL as a rookie, played for the Dallas Cowboys, and then during that whole time, we went out and recruited a tight end named Robbie Gronkowski. When Rob came in, All of a sudden, our offense completely changed. We went from uh, the idea that we were gonna be a four wide team to now we're gonna play with a tight end 100% of the time. 100% of the time. And the great thing about the air raid was that it's the most tight end friendly offense there is. All your reads are based on your tight ends, okay? Whether it's stick, whether it's cross, whether it's mesh, all those plays that are the air raids, tried and true plays are tight end based plays. It goes back to all the old BYU passing game, years and years and years and years ago. So when we had Rob, we changed our whole way of thinking. We're gonna be an 11 personnel team, we're gonna allow this guy to knock people off the ball, which he could do, and now we're gonna throw play action over the top, which he was remarkable at, and it changed our way of thinking and changed our offense. The one thing I'll say this, there is a fullback on your team. There is some guy, he may be a backup defensive lineman, Our fullback at Cal weighed 320 pounds. He was a 5'10 defensive tackle that that was a really good high school player that was too short to get a scholarship, that came and walked on at our place, we moved into fullback, and I thought he was the best fullback in the Pac-12. And so you have a fullback on your team. You have a guy that can play that position and it'll surprise you who can do it. And when you have a fullback, that changes everything. I really do believe this, football for years you know, was played, the old I formation, everybody played with the tight end. It was a 21-personnel game. Then with the advent of some of the air raid stuff, it became a little bit more of an 11-personnel game. People were playing with a tight end. Then it became a 10-personnel game where people were splitting everybody out. Well, what happened was defenses adjusted just like they always do. The defenses started to come along. Well, when you only have to, to, to worry about five gaps, then you can get pretty creative in some of the things you're doing up front defensively. You know, there's not a lot you have to account for. When you start playing with a tight end, you start playing with a fullback, now all of a sudden you start having a six-man blocking surface, a seven-man blocking surface. If you're creative, you can somehow get to an eight-man blocking surface. Well, that completely changes the way people have to play defense. They have to be much more gap sound in the run game. It changes their ability to, 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 to blitz you. It, it, it makes them much more basic in what they try to do. And so it's a great equalizer. If you look at at college football now, in my opinion, you're starting to see more teams going back to 11. You're starting to see more teams go back to 12 personnel. You're starting to see more teams in 21, even in 22 personnel. And I think the game has kind of spread out for a number of years, and I think it's starting to kind of come back a little bit more confined because what you're running into now, just like defenses weren't ready for the air raid 20 years ago, defenses aren't ready now to, to to hold up against 12 personnel. So I think that's where the game is headed. Okay, if you've got, if you have a tight end fullback, again, adds huge diversity to the offense. And then I think the big thing is this, always find the best way to get the best players on the field. Never put a bad tight end on the field when you have a really good inside receiver that plays the wide position. And I thought that's what we did Really well at Texas Tech and Kentucky all the way back with HAL, and the success that we've had through the years is because we figure out who, who's, who's our best four wide receivers? Let's put those guys in a position to be successful. Do we have a fullback that's better than one of those four guys? Let's play him. Do we have a tight end that's better than those guys? Let's play him. And so there's enough diversity in the offense where you put your best guys on the field and figure out a way to make them successful. And then I think this is really, really important. And, and I think that this sometimes gets overlooked. When you get into a critical situation in ball games, I think the most important thing that we can do is you think about players, not plays. And we, I said this yesterday and I really believe this. There's so many offenses now in, in football, okay? You can run all these different things and guys do it in Texas better than anybody. You know what I mean? I mean there's, you, you see option football one week, You see 10 personnel spread out the next week. The next week you'll see power football. I mean, you still see wing T teams that know what they're doing and are incredibly successful. You see all this diversity in offense, okay? And guys know how to run it. And so what happens then is you think the game is really about X's and O's. Well, the game's about fundamentals. It's about fundamentals. And it's about teaching guys how to block and teaching guys how to tackle and teaching them about the game and then building an offense that's gonna utilize your personnel just like a defense as well. But when you get in those critical situations where the game is on the line, don't worry too much about what play you're going to call. Worry about who's going to touch the ball because great players make great plays. Guys that are average players, when they get in critical situations, a lot of times they're going to be the one that lets you down. Okay, that's just the nature of the game.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Remember, the link to the entire talk is in the show notes. You can also find that at coachandcoordinator.com. Be sure to check out the TCU 3-3 defense, which is part of a bundle, and the link is in the show notes. Remember, I will be at AFCA next week. Be sure to stop by the Catapult booth to say hello. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.